Hello, everyone. Welcome to Forever Forward Podcast. I am so excited that season two is finally launching. Let me tell you, it's been a journey. It's been a journey. Um, as most of you who follow me on social media would know, I am currently pregnant. I am expecting my first in February, a baby boy. I'm so excited. Um, but that has really affected my level of productivity for this podcast because I had every intention of launching in September. I had to push to October. Um, you know, I had certain goals, things that I wanted to accomplish before I launched the season. And I'm just going to put a disclaimer out there right now. I have every intention of giving you a full 10 episode season like I did for season one. However, life may take over and I may not be able to deliver. And that is very hard for me to say because anyone who knows me knows that when I have a plan, I want to execute that plan. And it drives me crazy when I cannot deliver on something that I say I'm going to do. So I really struggled with launching this podcast knowing that I only have a few episodes recorded. I don't know if I'll have the time or the energy to record additional ones and do all the post-recording work that comes with that, the editing and, and all of that. Um, but I just decided that, you know what, it's really important for me to to launch and to have a second season, especially because once this baby comes, I don't know what my life is going to look like. So I will give you everything that I have until I can't. Um, and yeah, that's, I just had to accept that this is just where I am in my life right now and figure out how to move forward with the things that I, I have going on. So I just want to thank all of my listeners from last season for listening, for those of you who completed the survey, a few of the episodes that I do have recorded, you will see, uh, came directly from the survey responses that I received at the end of season one, things that you said you wanted to hear more about. So I'm very excited that I was able to get those done at the very least. Um, but thank you for, for listening and I hope that you enjoy this season. So let me just tell you a little bit about what my life has been like for the last couple months or last few months, I should say. So it's funny because when people found out I was pregnant, you know, I was like one in so many quarantine pregnancies, right? It's like, it, it was the thing. We went into this pandemic knowing that, oh my God, a lot of babies are going to come out from this. And and yes, it was, it is the truth. Um, but it's funny because a lot of people just assumed that it wasn't planned when in fact it was. So we went into this pandemic planning our wedding. We had a short timeline for our wedding. We were supposed to get married in September, booked our venue at the beginning of March, and we felt like it was doable because I always wanted a small wedding. So my wedding, my ideal wedding would be just 20 people. That would be difficult because my family is so huge and there are close friends that I would really want to share in the day with. And those friends are married, so they have plus ones. So in the end, we were up to about 45 people and that was still doable for me. 
But yeah, we had a short timeline to, to plan the wedding. But with everything shutting down and borders closing to Trinidad, not being not being confident that my dad would even be able to be here by September, it just felt like yeah, this is we can't we can't plan this, and we definitely did not want to put money into planning something that we may not that may not be able to happen and that we may not be able to get refunds for. So by April, we said, you know what, this this seems like it's not going in the best direction. Honestly, we thought by now this pandemic would be over, but we just didn't know if people would still be comfortable to travel um, or to be around one another because, I mean, this thing has really taken a toll on all of us, you know, having to make decisions about which family members you can see, if you can see family members at all, you know, who you interact with. Everyone has a different approach and a different feeling about it. And it's it's been difficult. So with all of those things, um, all of those factors, we just decided push the wedding to next year. Because after even just a month of being in isolation, we knew that it was even more important for us to have a day where we are surrounded by our family and our closest friends. And we just felt like we are, we are not even trying to plan this huge elaborate thing. So we just didn't want to settle. We didn't want to settle for a Zoom wedding or a wedding where our core family members could not be there. So we canceled the wedding and we just, you know, we we had a conversation about kids because our plan was right after our wedding, we're going to, you know, start trying. And we just decided like, nah, let's just be careless. Let's see what happens. Probably won't happen, you know, right away anyway. Literally, guys, that was that was my thought. I, I don't ask me why, but I just... You know, I'm 36 years old. I had fibroids in the past. I had them removed. Hadn't been back to the doctor, so didn't really know if they had returned. I just didn't know what my fertility was. But for some reason, I thought, eh, it's going to take a while. Boy, was I wrong. And what a shock it was when that plus sign showed up. And it's funny because, you know, if you're going to be careless with certain things in life you have to be prepared to deal with the potential consequences. But let me tell you, I was not ready for that to turn, to be to become a plus sign. I, I was not. Like, the minute that happened, I was just like, oh, oh my God, oh my God. And it, I was happy. I was happy, but I, I just didn't expect it. So I didn't know how to really embrace it and receive it. It felt too good to be true. And I went through this period of just feeling like, yeah, no, this is this is too good to be true. It's 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 not real. You know, something's gonna happen. And honestly, for the first uh maybe for the first month or maybe even two months, I I just didn't connect with the pregnancy the way that most people I assume connect with their pregnancy. Um, I I was very fearful. I was too, I was afraid to get too emotionally invested because I know that a lot of people miscarry within the first three months. 
um, my sister and my mom were ecstatic because I told I told my sister and my mom because I felt like I would need that emotional support if you know the pregnancy didn't hold and they just went from zero to 100 my sister literally started planning a registry like three days after she found out and I was just like no no, no this is too much and I remember even kind of getting upset at them because I was like you got if this doesn't if this if I miscarry it's gonna be even more devastating because you guys are just like going like you're way ahead of yourselves right now and um I I think it was probably you know it was kind of me robbing them of their joy and their excitement but it's just how I felt in the moment like I wanted to be excited but I just didn't know how to really embrace that I guess I was trying to spare myself from potential heartache and then I had a little bit of a scare around the sixth week um and I started to bleed and I was like oh my god this is it like this is exactly what I was afraid of I went to the doctor and she was like everything looks fine sometimes this can happen let's just monitor it put your feet up don't do too much and so I did that for a week and then it stopped and at that point I decided okay I'm just going to try to be positive for the rest of of time um but I still did not as much as I tried to be positive I still did not breathe a sigh of relief until I was past the three-month mark and until all of the genetic testing and down syndrome screenings and all of that uh happened and until all of that came back and it was confirmed that everything was fine I just could not really enjoy the pregnancy and I didn't expect it to come with so much anxiety and so much um nervousness I just I just didn't expect it so after after that uh happened after three months hit I started to feel a little bit more comfortable and I started to really really connect and now I'm just I mean I'm like next level I I love every single moment of it you know I I feel him moving I feel his little kicks I play music for him I play classical music for him I have these little um headphones that attach to my my waistband so I can play music for him and it's been a really amazing experience and now my fiance is the opposite so where he was like completely joyful and positive in the beginning and I was sort of freaking out now he's sort of freaking out because he's you know worried about we're still in the pandemic and what if one of us gets the virus and it affects the baby or you know he he's kind of like in that frame of mind and um he he yeah he's he's not free he's just freaked out because it's like now the reality of oh my god we have another life to be responsible for now that's hit and trying to figure out how to navigate that during these times it's it's crazy and to be honest with you neither of us thought that that this pandemic would have lasted as long as it did we thought for sure that you know by the time I got pregnant because again didn't think it would happen so quickly but we thought that by the time it happened 
the all of this chaos would be over and you know everything would be fine and it's not i mean we're going into october and you know there's talks of a second wave i i do think personally i do think a second wave will hit and it's scary because now you are forced to make decisions about how much you interact with people uh even in the summertime, you know, there were certain friends that I saw uh, occasionally, but I didn't really ha- like do big group gatherings for a long time. I didn't even want to do outdoor dining because I just felt like this is not about just me anymore. This is about protecting my baby at all costs. So, but I still feel like I had a little bit of freedom knowing that there were outdoor options to meet with people and socially distance but now that we're going into colder weather it really kind of forces you to make decisions that there are no clear answers to um you know I don't think I'm going to have a baby shower because I don't know if I feel safe having everyone gather uh indoors i i just don't and then it lends the question of okay well how do you have certain gatherings family gatherings or intimate gatherings and be certain everyone is safe like do you ask people to take a test i mean that kind of feels extreme however we're kind of in an extreme situation (laughs) so it's it's just been really difficult to decide and to figure out what is right and what is best. But for us, we are just in this place where we will sacrifice whatever we need to sacrifice and do what is best for our baby. And if that means not having a baby shower, then that's what we're going to do. If it means not seeing some of our friends for God knows how long, then that's what we're going to do because it's just not about us anymore. It's about protecting this fragile life. So, so yeah, it, although it has been a very joyful time in our lives, it has also come with a lot of stress and trying to figure out what's best and what's right. And, you know, even with just the two of us, you know, there have been a couple times that we've had a difference of opinion on, you know, whether we should go and have an outdoor dining experience. Like, we want to do it, but, you know, you show up and from my perspective, it's like, okay, this doesn't look so bad. But from his perspective, it's like, no, 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 I feel like there's too many people. I don't want to eat here. And then, you know, you you kind of have to respect how the other person feels about it. So, um, or vice versa, because it's, it's happened where, you know, he feels like we're at a safe dif- distance from people and I'm just sit- sitting there and all I can think about is, no, no, I feel like these people are too close to me. It's, it's, it's really, it's really debilitating at times. And, um, you know, I, we live in a studio apartment. We're moving to a bigger space at the end of this month. But for most of this pandemic, it's been the two of us in this apartment. And he, I mean, he went back to work uh in may so he was only on lockdown for one month 
But for me, I have been working from home since March. And I, I let me tell you, it can be very depressing because you wake up, you see the same four walls, you open your laptop, you work all day long. And then at the end of the day, you close your laptop and you're staring at the same four walls. You don't have a different room to move to for a change of scenery. Um, I also live um, in a pretty religious Jewish neighborhood and it's really sad to say but people in my neighborhood they don't really wear masks they have not been social distancing so I don't even feel safe going out for a walk Um, I don't feel safe going out on walks to get some quote-unquote fresh air because it just doesn't feel safe so I've been struggling with that, you know, um, I am excited that we're going to be moving to a bigger space because it's it's definitely needed. Um, but that has been my experience. And so I've gone through waves of frustration, of depression. But then my fiance has the opposite experience where he goes to work and he has to wear a mask all day long and he's in a hot kitchen and he doesn't want to be around people but you know he's he's a chef and you need a team you need a staff but he's been doing like 90% of the work himself because he doesn't want to have people around him he doesn't want to worry about bringing something home to me he has to be so conscious of everything that he touches not touching his face like it's mentally draining for him and he comes home at the end of the day and he's he's just drained. And I feel so bad for him because I can see on his face that he is just, you know, he's just drained. And so we've just both had such different experiences. But I think for us, one of the things that we learned is that empathy is key because there were a couple times that, you know, we we got into arguments because he would feel like, you don't understand what it's like being out there. And I would feel like, well, you don't understand what it's like being stuck in his house day in, day out. And we really just had to come to a place where we acknowledged and understood that while our experiences may be very different, it does not take away from the fact that we are both suffering from this pandemic And we really just need to be, to have empathy for one another and to not compare how this is affecting us because this affects everyone in a different way, on a different level. And so I just wanted to share that because I want to say that it's also been hard. Like there are certain times I felt like I can't complain or I, should, I shouldn't complain because I still have my health. I still have my job. I still have, I have not, thankfully, and I hope I don't ever have to experience this, but I have not lost a loved one from this. You know, I am expecting a new life. These are all amazing things. And there's been times that I feel like I have no reason to complain about anything because so many other people have lost. But the thing is, pain and suffering it really cannot be compared it really cannot be compared it is such a subjective experience and 
I think that as we go through these this winter season and a potential next wave, I just want to urge everyone to remember that and to really make an effort to listen to one another and to not judge and to not make statements like, oh, you need to be grateful. Like, yes, we we all need to be grateful. We all know this. Um, but it is a very, very trying time. And I think that we all need to have a little bit more empathy for one another and listen to one another more because mental health challenges, it, it's real with this pandemic. It has disrupted our way of life. It has changed everything we know. And it makes it very hard to envision what life is going to be like after this. And it's a real thing. So with all of that said, again, I want to welcome you to season two. I'm very excited for the things that are going to come. And I'm so happy that you're on this journey with me again. So thank you. And I'll see you in a couple weeks. <laughs>